Toronto FC, a team with a new direction after an off-season makeover. It's an all-Canadian affair. Matt working against Morgan. Puts it across the ball. Yes! Marco De That's what we expected from him. To make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometimes. I don't time Just the two of us. And welcome to a special edition of the Two Solitude Soccer Podcast. Kevin Laramie here. The Colin Miller interview we did a couple of weeks ago was so popular that we decided to replay it for you all. So for your listening pleasure, you can listen to the Canadian men's national team, former head coach and now coach of the FC Edmonton. Talking about the season the FC Edmonton had until a couple of weeks ago. Talking about his time with the Canadian men's national team. Uh, it was a great interview. So we decided to replay it for you all. So without further ado, here is the Colin Miller interview. Thanks for listening to the Two Solitude Soccer Podcast on Stitcher Radio with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramie. Subscribe to the show on Stitcher Radio. Listen to the show on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio. Would you just please subscribe to the show on Stitcher Radio? Thank you very much for subscribing to the show. And now, back to the show on Stitcher Radio. Coming soon on Stitcher Radio. And welcome back to the Two Saltoots Podcast. I'm Dwayne Rollins, Kevin Laramie in Montreal. we got Colin Miller out in Edmonton on the line. Thanks for joining us, Colin. Yeah, my pleasure, Dwayne. Uh, hi, Kevin. It's, uh, it's great to be back on the show. Uh, Colin, it's been kind of a, a tough season at times for FC Edmonton, but just, just in your, from your perspective, where is the club right now? What needs to get better in the second half? Well, it's been a, it, it's been, you're quite right, <coughs> excuse me, Dwayne, it's been an up and down season for us. Um, we've uh, certainly improved, I, I believe, uh, from when I first arrived. Now, I've been in the job now about 16 months, I think, roughly, maybe 17 months, and still a short period of time in all honesty in trying to turn the club around. Uh, we're very pleased with uh, the stability of the club. Our ownership, uh, Tom and Dave Haas, have been absolutely fantastic for us. Uh, so we're really happy with the stability of things. I'm happy with the results. We've been, uh, we've been in every game so far this season. In fact, I spoke to one of our higher profile referees uh, coming home from a trip recently and uh, he said he'd never seen a team that has been in every game that he's been involved in or, or watched on TV or whatever, uh, only to find a way to draw or get beat in the, the last few minutes. Now, we've already hit the, the woodwork eight times this fall season alone. So it tells you that we're, we're not a million miles away. We, uh, we're, we're really doing well. We, we come off a heavy road trip this last week and uh, hit the crossbar in the last seconds of the game. Uh, or else we would have, if it had gone in, it would have been a, a fantastic point away from home to the to the best team in the league, in my opinion, Minnesota. And, and I think most Canadians, they did see firsthand how competitive FC Edmonton can be back in the uh, spring during the Boisterous Cup, the Canadian Championship uh, match versus Montreal. 
without belaboring how that ended, just uh, talk about that game and how it, it maybe helped establish your, your club and give your club confidence at that time. Yeah, I think I think our, our time in the Amway, both last season against the Whitecaps and uh, this season against uh, both Ottawa and Montreal, showed that uh, we are making progress at FC Edmonton. You know, it was, it was clearly a, a, a poor decision, but uh, I, I think over the two the two legs, I think we were right in the mix there. There's no question about it. And uh, two really good games, two teams committed to winning the, the ties, which was excellent. But I, I think you know some of the publicity that we received from from the second leg as well as the first leg, uh, you can't buy that sort of publicity. It, it went, uh, in fact, believe it or not, that decision. Uh, my uncles and friends and stuff saw that decision in Scotland and uh, got back to me right away so that it, that decision went world, worldwide if you like so but it, it is what it is I've actually spoken to the referee about that decision and he said he didn't sleep for a week after he saw it so um, and he's actually one of the game's good guys and he's actually a very good uh, official so no need to go over that but I think you know the Whitecaps series last year uh, was was excellent for us as well we were we were robbed with a couple of decisions as well Last season, Camilo as usual diving, but um, it, it, uh, that cup has has done us no harm at all. It's been uh, some fantastic games against very good opposition, uh, and has given the club a great deal of credibility. We know that we're we're not the finished article, Dwayne. I'm not saying that for for any minute, but I, I think that there has been significant progress before my arrival. The, the, the culture of our club was one that was very soft and uh, very fluffy, and uh, hopefully we've managed to change that and, and in, in fact if you read any uh, coaches quotes before they play FC Edmonton from the NESL they will all say the same thing how difficult we are to play against you have to be up for your work and, and all these sorts of things so we've we've definitely done a great deal to uh, to change the culture of the club including our young players coming through our academy they're taught that uh, no diving, no softness nothing, nothing at all we, we, want, uh, we want winners at the place We've been very disappointed with the results so far, um, you know. But it's just been such a fine line. One minute we're beating Carolina six-one, and then uh, you know we go away to New York Cosmos, where we're nothing each, and we're down to ten men with 20 minutes to go, and, uh, and we're in the game. You know, we're creating chances even with ten men. So uh, I'm very proud of the players. I'm very proud of what we're trying to achieve here. It's a, I think a five-year process. Uh, and we're in, in all honesty. I'm in really year one of what I think of last year was just uh, was damage limitation in many ways, both with the running of the club and uh, changing personnel. You spoke about the emergence of young players, the likes of Anson Boakai, which was probably the standout of the Canadian Championship as played against Montreal. Uh, how would you describe him, and what do you see for him in the future? I see one of the, the most talented young players in, in Canadian soccer at the moment. Uh, I see a young lad who's still very, very immature, guys. Uh, a wonderful talent. You know, I bet he sleeps with a soccer ball under his pillow. He's still one of those kids that uh, everyone loves at the club. But he still has a long way to go in terms of his maturity. So he's surrounded by people that are a terrific influence uh, with him here at the club. I've actually... Uh, read a, a very poor written article by an, another journalist uh, saying that uh, it's almost controversial how much or how little playing time he's uh, he's he's getting here. But if anyone knew anything about the game, they would understand that um, the you just can't throw a 17-year-old into every single game and, ex and put the weight of the club on his shoulders. So there's a lot of things that go into 
that are going into Hansen's development. First of all, we're, we're working hard on his fitness levels as well, building up his strength because, you know, this is, the NESL is a very physical league, you know, and, um, you know, some MLS coaches call the MLS a, a bit of a track meet. Well, the NESL is not far behind that. Uh, there's a lot of physicality in the league, so... Uh, just to throw a kid in there and, and say, there you go, Hansen, go and there's another game or go and hit the crossbar, do whatever you've got to do, is unfair on him. So we're, we're feeding Hansen with uh, with proper information, a proper training environment on a daily basis and giving them an opportunity when defenders are tired, then it's a great time to throw Hansen on at this moment in time in his development because he's he's got success any time. Or a couple of times we started the reman, he's he's faded very quickly, hasn't had as significant an impact as we would have hoped. But we've had terrific uh, impact when, when we've brought uh, Hansen on later on in games. So that made a role for the reman. But he is a, a wonderful talent. I mean, he does some things with his feet that I couldn't do with my hands, guys. So uh, he's, he's certainly someone that, uh, if, we, if he continues to listen and learn uh, and understand what the professional level of the game is all about, I, I see a very, very bright future for this young guy. Man, you spoke about East Canadian, obviously, and Canada is going into a different direction. And as former manager of the Canadian men's national team, how do you see the next couple of years or the next cycle for the men's national team? I see it, believe it or not, guys, I see it as a very exciting time. Um, you know, my, one of my mandates when I was the interim guy was uh, from the CFA was to try to get as many young players uh, into as many games as we possibly could. And, and I think it was a success in, in the way that we went. I actually thought we were making very good progress with myself and, uh, as the interim guy, but uh, that's a different story. But I, I, I definitely see, I look at the guys that are now, um, uh, that just came, uh, just went to the Milk Cup, and I see players that are now involved in professional academies and professional environments and being really well looked after, if you like, and, and getting playing at, at, at the top level. I mean, we would have had three players in that last U20 camp um, had Marco Elesic been fit. He had uh, broken his shoulder bone, so he was, uh, was unfit. We would have had three outfield players from FC Edmonton in that last group. Sari Jalali actually scored against China, and Hansen played in, uh, in two of the three games. So uh, we're, we're very pleased. But I, I look at the, the environment that the guys are I look at if the new Westminster thing comes off of the Whitecaps. I see that as a, a significant move in terms of trying to get our young Canadian players first team minutes. And I think that is the key to the whole thing. I mean, people were, you know, we have so many experts in Canada, it's, it's a wonder why we're 110 <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the world. But um, people, people don't realize, I mean, they look at that, uh, the, the, the squad that I had down in, in uh, the Gold Cup, and there were seven players who were actually unattached at that time. And the rest of those players, I think maybe one or two of them were playing significant first team minutes. The rest were actually waiting to play for Canada to get a first team game. So you put these things in perspective, guys, and it shows you what a state that we're in and how difficult that job is. But I was actually very pleased with the response from the players and the young guys coming in. They all wanted to be there. They, they knew what it was like. We, we hammered the, the pride thing about getting things back on track with the national team program. And I see, I see if we continue to progress, especially with our younger players, getting some time in first-team uh, uh, games, I see the future for our, our national team program as a big success. I, I really believe that, and, and I think 
all the professional clubs uh, have a significant role in this, uh, and we are we are those five professional clubs in the country that have that have a significant role. And I, I'm just hopeful that I mean that a lot of the guys can get some some more first team minutes because that's the key to it. I mean, any time our national team has been successful, guys, as you are well aware, was when we were having guys playing. If they were in Europe, they were in first teams, and if it was in the CSL, they were all playing in in first teams. So. That's the key to me now is trying to get these young guys uh, first team minutes. You, you, Colin, you talk about the, the need of first team minutes, and, and, and you also mentioned the need for more professional teams. Uh, we've seen the Ottawa Fury come to the NASL this year. I think they've been fairly successful as a launch. Uh, you guys are now established. Uh, just how confident are you that we'll see more professional teams in this country in the near future? Well, I mean, it. Uh, it, it, that would be our dream, guys. There's no question about it. That would be, you know, let's get one or two more franchises. But it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money, and I, I take my hat off to all of the owners within Canada that have pumped so much money into the game. You know, and uh, you know, I look at our owner, Tom, Tom and Dave Faf. They, they have, they have spent significant amounts of money here in Edmonton. Thankfully, we've managed to. To slow those losses down a little bit now that we've we, things are done properly at the club, um, but I, I just see that if somebody's going to take a chance, they have to be prepared to lose a bit of money here. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's not a, it's easy to say, yeah, we need new franchises, but somebody has to stump up the money here, and there has to be a business plan, there has to be a, a policy or a structure at the club. We just can't expect to have 10,000 people turn up every week. So there has to, it's a great deal of work in order to get these clubs. Uh, started and then run properly. Colin Miller, uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, I think that uh, FC Edmonton is many uh, many Canadians' second favorite team, if not their first favorite team. So we all wish you good luck the rest of the NASL season. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the support, and uh, thank you to all the Eddies fans. It's, uh, our fan base is growing, and uh, we're, we're delighted with the work we're doing. We're just doing our best to try and turn these one-point games uh, into three-point games. Colin Miller, FC Edmonton. Thanks again. Thank you. And yes, the wait is finally over. Teespring.com slash Two Solitudes Podcast. You can get the official Unattached FC shirt. Yes, you can finally represent the most consistent feeder club of the Canadian men's national team history. You can finally walk around the street and be able to walk around with pride for the most famous club in Canadian history. Yes, the wait is over. Teespring.com slash Two Solitudes Podcast. $25 well invested in the future of Canadian broadcasting in the world of soccer. While supplies last, shipping not included. <laughs>